of a very Merry Christmas on this beautiful morning as we gather to celebrate this wondrous event in the history of the universe and the history of our lives. Last night was very interesting as we had a power failure at about 9 o'clock and I didn't know if we were going to have midnight mass by candlelight or if we were going to have lights at all. But in God's goodness, the lights came on because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. There's a beautiful word we heard in that second reading, refulgence. It's a beautiful word because the refulgence of God existed from all eternity. The bright, the bright light of the love of God existed in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in the course of a period, our, our Heavenly Father, our God, has deci had decided that he was going to enlighten the universe by creating, by creating that which we have before us today. The universe, the planets, the stars, to create life on this planet. And into this light, into this created order, he gave a great light to the human race by placing them in a garden. A garden which was filled with everything that they would ever need or desire. A garden which was extremely filled with the light of the presence of God, tangibly known to our first parents, Adam and Eve. But into this lightened world, into this great gift that the Lord had given to the humanity which he created, darkness entered. Darkness entered in the form of Satan, who challenged the human our first parents, who caused them to doubt the power, the goodness, and the light of God, who caused them to think that their light was better than God's light and even to go so much further to think that they can become God's light in and of themselves. Yet into this darkness, the light continued to shine in this darkness, and it had not been overcome. Because in the, dis in the disobedience of our parents, God promises to the human race a savior. He promises to us a way out of the darkness which humanity has allowed to enter into the universe. The light of God permeates all of reality. The light of God conquers the darkness of sin and death. The light of God the refulgence of that light, as we heard in the letter to the Hebrews, the refulgence of that light gets into every corner of the darkness to illuminate it and to enable us to see and to experience for ourselves the tremendous light of God, which is not possessed externally to us like it was for Israel, but through Jesus Christ it now dwells deep within us. We possess the light of the one true God through God becoming one of us, which we celebrate on this Christmas. My brothers and sisters, this was a humdinger of a year. Pandemic, political turmoil, 
a rise of hatred and division among our country and neighboring and other countries. We see a great darkness that has overcome our current reality. And it is possible that throughout this darkness of this year, we could have lost hope. We could have lost the reality and the truth which has come to us last Christmas. We might have forgotten why we gathered last year. We may forget why we're gathering today. We gather because the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, will not, and never will overcome it. This, my brothers and sisters, is our hope. So you can look at the world and see how bleak it was, and bleak it is. You can think we're going to ancient double hockey sticks in a handbasket. You can think whatever you want, but all of it is false. All of it is false because the darkness has been conquered by the light of God. God cannot, God's desire, the will for the universe, God's will for humanity cannot be thwarted by darkness. This, what we celebrate, this moment of God becoming man, is what caused, in the first place, darkness to enter the universe. It was the inability of Lucifer to accept that God would take on human flesh. The, the inability of Lucifer to be, and have to recognize then that he would have to bow down to the human race who possess the divine power of God. Maybe something we should reflect upon in our everyday life. As, we, as the dwelling of God reigns within us, as we stay in the state of grace and avoid mortal sin, the angels in heaven kneel and prostrate before us, because within us is the light of Christ, which we have received at our baptism, which has been strengthened at our confirmation, which is renewed every time we come to this holy mass and this altar, and receive the Holy Eucharist. This is what was incomprehensible and, 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 and caused Lucifer to rebel, and his angels, who are now de demons, who are miserably stuck in the darkness. But you and I are not demons. You and I possess the powerful light of Christ. We possess the light of Christ. And if you notice over here, a new addition to our Christmas decorations, we recognize, now you over here can't see it, so all of you at the after mass have to come over here and look and to see, because the reason we do things, we decorate, is to manifest the reality of the truth of what we believe. And Jesus was born to die, but Israel could not accept that. Israel could not accept it, and as Jesus hung on the cross, on that first Good Friday, as he hung on the cross, it seemed once again that darkness overshadowed the world. That even his closest followers, who could not accept and believe that the light could conquer even this, St. John, the Beloved, recognized. St. John, the Beloved, believed. St. John, who writes this gospel for us, stands at the foot of the cross with the woman with our Blessed Mother and the other women of Jerusalem. St. John recognized, he believed in the light of God. 
And he recognized that even in that darkest moment, that the light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Because on Easter Sunday, the light of God once again permeates the universe. As Jesus rises from the dead, as he destroy, destroys the last holdout of the darkness that exists for the human race. And so therefore, my brothers and sisters, we gather this morning, reveling in the light of Christ, reveling in the light of Christ that conquers darkness, sin, and even death. Nothing, nothing, no one can separate us from the love of God. Nothing and no one can separate us from the light of God that dwells within us, which dwells within our land, which dwells through the church. It is the light which conquers the darkness. And that means, my brothers and sisters, now here's the Christmas homework. The Christmas homework is, that means knowing that we possess the light, knowing that the light cannot be quenched by the darkness, knowing that it always overcomes evil and darkness, no matter how bleak it gets or it looks in the world or in our own very life. You and I are called to be witnesses of this light. We are called to go forth and to proclaim with our very lives, our very being, that light of Christ which we possess, which allows us to then illuminate the darkness which is around us. In times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these days, he has spoken to us through the Son, who he made heir of all things, and through whom he created the universe. Through the Son, who we possess and become intimately united with through our baptism, which is why we can call Jesus our brother, our, our brother. He is our brother because we are part of the family of God. God is our Father. And so therefore, as Jesus himself proclaimed and witnessed the light, we in turn are called to do this, to show the world the power of the light of God. And let's be honest, my brothers and sisters, this past year, we did not do a good job. In the darkness of the pandemic, in the darkness of the political turmoil, in the darkness of the societal upheaval, you and I have caved into the darkness. You and I have thrown up our hands and said, what can we do? We have failed to trust in the providence of God. We have failed to appreciate that God is with us, that he is Emmanuel, that he is the light which conquers the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. We come here this morning, my brothers and sisters, on this beautiful, bright morning to remind ourselves and be renewed in the power of God at work, in the world and in our life. We do not know or do, can we even imagine how God is working, how God is working in our midst. We look to Israel, as we heard last night at the Midnight Mass, as we heard the Gospel then, we are reminded that Joseph is from the town of Bethlehem in Nazareth, 
the city of David. 400 years prior to Jesus coming on the scene, the city, the, the Davidic line seemed lost. Zedekiah and his sons were murdered by the Babylonians. The promise of God that the Messiah would come through the line of David seemed quenched, seemed darkened, seemed now impossible. But in those years, God was still at work. God was still at work and manipulating the light, the light who now comes forth through Joseph and Mary, who were willing to not allow the darkness, to not allow the doubt and the fear to prevent them from saying yes to God. And in so doing, in the city of David, was born to us a Savior, but not just a mere man, God himself who walks among us, God, whom, God himself who desired to be one of us so that we could truly see and know how much he loves us. My brothers and sisters, as we continue this Holy Mass on this beautiful morning, let us rejoice that the light has entered into the universe, that the light has conquered sin and death, that the light continues to illuminate each and every one of us. Let us be mindful of what and who we possess as we go forth, not just this day, but every day of our lives. Let us rejoice that God loves us, he saves us, he comes to us. And on this Christmas morning, let us make sure that this day and every day, that there is room in the inn of our heart to welcome and rejoice in the power and the goodness of God. Come, Lord Jesus, come, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.